What's up, people? Episode 50 of the Moto X Pod. And unfortunately, once again, Muscle Mark is not in. Um, he's got a case of the squirts, I think. <laughs> We're just going to put that out there. Yeah, maybe some stomach issues. There we um, go. So, yeah, I'm feeling bad for him. But, hey, uh, Moto X Pod is live. DJ TJ's in, in the studio. Of course, I'm Darkside, and we are here tonight. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, PMP Sprockets. All Sport Dynamic, Wrist Braces, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, TPJ Racing, York Fab and Welding with the uh, grill we're going to be giving away soon. Can't wait to see how we do that. And of course, Broadway Power Sports. What's up, TJ? Nothing much, dude. I just I just absolutely love this song. And yeah, you picked it tonight. If anybody's checked it out, it's Chris Rogers and the Spoon Lady. It's this old hillbilly looking lady who yeah. just... I know it sounds silly to say, but can just rock the spoons out. That it, no, it's, just, it's cool. I typically don't like bluegrass type of music. We were just talking about that. You yeah. said you like it. Yeah, I but do. But this is cool, man. This is not your typical bluegrass music. Dude's got a cool voice. Yeah. I'm digging it. Yeah, definitely cool. It's a, something different, I guess. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I was going to go with Megadeth, so, you know, <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> but, hey, good pick, TJ. So um, Awesome. Well, before we get started tonight, you know, we have Brock Tilko coming up. We have Kyle Cunningham, but we, uh, the group, the three of us all had races this weekend. You and Mark went to Burleson. Oh, we did, dude. Burleson, it was freaking awesome always. They, actually, the track has gotten quite a bit sandier than what I remember it, and um, it was still just as one-lined in a lot of places as I remember it, and um, Robert Wells, who we'll talk to later, decided that that one-line section was wide enough for two bikes and took us both down and and like we've talked about before a pass is only dirty is if both people go down and he did that to me like well, three three times i think you know because i always have to disagree with you it's just part of the deal at burleson for those that don't know it is very one-lined and when something's very one-lined sometimes you just got to move somebody well there's places to pass yeah but, but that right. just right there was not the place right. to pass yeah <laughs> i get you hey but the, my all sport dynamics just putting a plug out there yeah. for bra- wrist braces as uh, Robert Wells decided to just basically try to b- blow me out the other side of the track, <laughs> I fell down on top of him and his bike, and I put my wrist, my hand down to catch myself, and there was just no saving it at that point in time. And, and I literally felt the wrist brace catch and stop my wrist from folding back right. as all of my weight yep. and my bike's weight went on it. And, I mean, I've been riding with him for, I guess, what, four or five times now, and I'm quite impressed, I got to say. Like, I really I really am. I, and... It's not. It's nice to feel an actual safety equipment do its job because I don't have yeah. bad wrist. Right. I right. just decided, you know, I'm going to wear these so I don't get hurt, and I, I really can't can't get over how much I'm, I'm impressed with that. So yeah, I'm a firm believer in them. I, uh, I actually I was at Johnsonville this weekend for their first annual Hayride Pro Am, and I was set up and I sold a pair to a kid, and he went out wore or I sold one brace to a kid who had. We just came off his third broken wrist, had yeah. surgery. Yeah. Kind of the same situation I was in 10 years ago. He wanted one. I gave it. He went out and rode his moto and came back and said, man, I want another one for the other wrist. Yeah. Which, he, which I didn't have his size in stock, but he really liked them. So, yeah, they're they're amazing. I think they're um, they're a must-have in my opinion. You know? And I'm a neck brace guy. Yeah. And I've had issues with the neck brace. People hate them where I've actually like went you know over the bars mm-hmm. and felt the neck brace actually catch my helmet. Same. Um, so since then I've been a believer, but this was no question. There isn't, there was no, oh, maybe if I wouldn't have had it, it would have been okay. I could tell by how much pressure got put down into that brace and into yeah. the top of my hand and into my forearm that, 
Had I not had that, I'm not saying I would have broke my wrist, but it would have definitely hyperextended it. Sure. So. Yeah, well, I'll have to let Jeff Brewer know that. I've got to make a call to him tomorrow anyway. But Yeah, I, I loved them. I mean, like yeah. I said, safety equipment that works is all you can ask for, and it did it did exactly what it's supposed to do. And, hey, I got I got third in the um, B class at Burleson. Okay. And How many guys were there? Three of us. Okay. No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was um, the gate was full because they had all of the over thirty guys. In yeah, yeah. There. And um, that's what we did at our round too. I think there was like two A guys that were in front of me, and then so I got I don't know mid pack, which yeah, I yeah. was really excited with that. I haven't been riding. I got to try some new tires out that I was quite impressed with. They're like a forget the STI. They're an off brand. They just basically copied the MX thirty two. Okay. They made it lighter, which I actually am on a 125, so lightness helps. And, sure. Uh, but I do, I did get pretty much full gate every moto I was on there. I rode the open class and the plus 30 class, which then the plus 30 was everybody yeah. in there. And I uh, almost pulled the whole shot in every single moto nice. all my on my 125. Cool. <laughs> my starts weren't that great. But I, I rode the plus 40 CD. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, they, yep. they gated us with the ABs. Mm-hmm. And I went. I said in our text that I went one one, but I realized later I actually went one two. A guy did pass me that I didn't even realize was in our class. I still oh, won the overall because he was farther he back. Had been like he went three one or something. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so I, I needed to correct that. But I still I got a first place. And but really the um, the highlight of the day was watching the pros run again. That was Cole and April just did a fantastic job. I heard I, it was nasty, dude. I have never been on track that that rutted. Like the faces of the doubles, the double before the fourth the uphill triple. Yeah, there wasn't anything to jump. It like was out of the ruts. corner. Yes, yep. it was just ruts going up the triple were ruts. Were you still doubling that double out of that corner? No, I wasn't because I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get enough lift because the jump was gone. What about that double like downhill, like next to that? That was still good. Okay, but it was dude like going down the downhill. There was braking bumps all the way down, and they would sort After of, the tabletop? Yes. They yeah. would sort of canter or slope to the left, and uh-huh. halfway down they would slope to the right, and then they would split into multiple ruts. It, it was insane. Cole, go. I, I was first practice, and Cole came out there, and he said he just made the um, motion with his hands. It's deep, really, really <laughs> deep. And, dude, it, it, like the bike, you know, I'm on a 450, and it wouldn't go. It was so deep. But he did that for the pros. Yeah. And, like, and I told him, I said, dude, for me, it sucked because I'm not that good, but it was perfect for the pros. Well, that's cool because the yeah, week man. before we had Swan, which was yep, hard yep. pack and all that. Dry, and then the next yeah. weekend you had an actual like deep, probably. Oh, it was brutal. Probably man. too deep, maybe it sounds like. Yeah. I talked well, to some not, guys not that for were. for those guys because they killed it, you know, and, and guys with more talent than me did fine. I was hanging on for dear life. <laughs> and somehow I just got a better start than everybody else. And Yeah. You you know we were just like really going slow. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Ben Lemay went one one in the two fifty class, and then Heath Harrison went one one in the four fifty class, and good times, man. They were good dudes, and I'm just really happy for Colin April. You know it. Uh, amateur wise, I don't think the turnout was great, but they had something like nineteen in the two fifty pro class. Oh wow! And twenty five in the four fifty pro class. So some guys made some money. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked to see if any of our local guys did how they did. Um, but. Ryder Floyd was there, and yeah, there were some local guys. You know, I don't remember who did what off the top of my head. Aaron yeah. Smith, he got into the money like. Oh I think wow! They paid through tenth, and he was running like ninth and tenth, and uh, he borrowed a two fifty. So you know, he's one of our local buddies and yeah. Black Sox Mafia. Um, so yeah, it was a good day, man. I, I think I'm glad that we, I wish we could have all been at the same track and we had some Moto X pod fans there. Shane Huff was there. Yeah. Um, Hal Simpson, who 
calls into the pulp right. show all the time is how he yeah. he came up and raced it for the first time. Never been to Johnsonville. Yeah, what do you think? He loved it. He really liked it. Oh, of course, it was a lot. I told him it was a lot rougher than normal, but he right. had a blast and uh, he's a good dude. So we had we had a few people up there. Um, Chip Munn. Yeah, Chip I know Munn Chip. knows our show. I was. I oh didn't wow. Know that. He he knew me from the pulp show, but he said he he checks out our show too. So. Cool, cool. Yeah, so that's cool, man. We he's a got a great time. shop, man. He's really good with nice making sure he has actual moto parts. I guess you'd right. say, yeah. For yeah, it. I've never been in a shop, but I've heard good things about him. Yeah, so. he's a nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, all in all, good weekend. We, uh, I don't know if I even told you, we have a camper now, a little pop up camper. I saw that. I saw the pictures of your pop up camper. Yeah, Amber, my, my fiance, surprised me with a pop up camper. Yeah. When I got home from Swan. She she was asking me, "Hey, are you going racing next week?" Or I told her I was going racing. She asked if I was camping out, and I was like, "Nope, I don't." usually camp out unless radford my buddy's there right right and she's well let me i got a surprise for you well probably she, works good with a moto van yeah actually i gotta figure things out though because it's a small camper right and when you take your fiance and the girls and it's a lot of food and bicycles and my van was completely full <laughs> and i only had one motorcycle with me normally i have two you gotta I don't put know a how bicycle. Carry everything. You gotta put a bicycle rack on the roof. On the van, yeah. I think I gotta get. No, that. not on the van. On the roof oh, of the pop-up. Uh, yeah, we'll I've, figure it out. I've it's, seen people do that. It's a uh, learning process right now, but it was cool. We, you know, stayed the night, camped out. You and Doc are like pop-up life because that's what he lives in at oh, underground. Really? Yeah, he has a pop-up like a, I don't know what size it is. Like two beds on each side. Yeah, that's what ours has. Yeah, so that's what he lives in out there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess as a single young kid, that would work. Yeah. It was. It was a fun weekend, man. I'm glad we got to do it and. So yeah, and um, oh, dude, I got to do this since Mark's not here. Come around um, when uh, what's his name took me down. Robert, Robert Wells. took me down. Mark got around us. I don't know how far back he was, but I didn't. Robert's bike stayed running. He got going. I'm sitting there kicking my bike because I had to get mine off of his stall. That blah blah whatever. Well, I catch back up to Mark in that same corner on the next lap. As I catch up to him, as I go in, he tucks the front end and goes over the bars and rolls onto his back and it, i swear it looked like a tur- turtle that was stuck on his back because he was like <laughs> feeting the hands in the air dude it was it was epic and you know what the funny thing is i haven't uh, looked i had my gopro on right i have got to screenshot that yeah photo, that's gonna i'd be like great. to see that but i can i can right now i'm, I'm visualizing his response to you <laughs> a couple middle fingers with the f-bomb being dropped yeah yeah i'm not gonna tell them about this i'm just gonna let yeah, him listen, listen to and, it. yeah exactly right well, guys, we uh, we have Brock Tickle coming up tonight. I'm pretty excited about that. He's also sponsored by All Sport Dynamics, one of our sponsors. Um, but first, I want to announce the winner of the PMP Sprocket. TJ, you weren't here last night. I was not um, here last or week. last week, excuse me. But uh, Robert Wells, guy who's coming with one of our buddies, listens <laughs> every week. He he won. He, he was the first one to answer the question. Well, there you go, Robert. Um, for those of you who listened, the question was, what is TJ's favorite place to eat? <laughs> the answer is Wendy's. Wendy's. How disgusting. How delicious. But anyway, so yeah, Robert's the winner of that PMP Sprocket thanks to Kim Parks. And I guess here in just a moment we'll uh And Robert's on a 125 right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the he, he traded it to do something, I don't know, somehow he got stuck with it. <laughs> right. He, he was telling me that too, yeah. But I beat him on the start every time, but he railed me like he like He's pretty good. I was I mean, I, I don't know him, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the first time I actually got to sure. hang out with him and, yeah. and meet him. And um, by the end of the day, I guess because I haven't raced, I don't think I've raced all year. Right. I've actually raced. lined up and raced. Okay. And um, by the end of the day, I had nothing left, and I held him off for uh, like I want to say four laps and something like that on that last moto because we rode the we rode 
we all picked the classes together. Yeah, cool. And um, anyways, that last moto, the last, I, hell, I'm talking about everything I could do to keep him behind me. And <laughs> the last lap when he got around, he was just gone. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. So. Well, like I said, I got to race with Shane Huff, another one of our yeah. listeners. And I, I don't know that I ever saw him except around the gate. Oh, did he beat yeah. you? Oh, yeah. He, he was, was a, he's an AB rider. And he, yeah. you know, he was gone like a lot of those other guys. Right, right. Some of those guys I just never even saw once the gate dropped. <laughs> But anyway, all right, so uh, we're going to take a break and get to Brock. That sounds good. Okay. All right, guys, we are back. Thanks to uh, PMP Sprockets, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, TPJ Racing, York Fab and Welding, and Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. And speaking of All Sport Dynamics wrist braces, thanks to Jeff Brewer hooking us up with our next guest, KTM, factory KTM rider, Brock Tickle. What's up, Brock? Uh, nothing, just hanging out. Uh, I'm going to get dinner here pretty soon, but, yeah. Well, we won't been, keep you uh, too long. It's been good transitioning. Yeah, it's been good transitioning over and getting dialed in. I'm, I've been riding Supercross now for three weeks and been on the bike for four. So, um, it's been awesome, and, um, yeah, I feel good so far. Brock, this is TJ. When's the last time you rode a steel frame motorcycle? Um... Honestly, the last time I rode it was at the end of 2013. I rode a a KTM, but um, it was only for like <laughs> 10 minutes or so. So right. Well, how do you feel about um, it so far? I mean, as soon as I got on it, I mean, I, it took me a while to get used to the way the seat and just the just normal. You know what I mean? I feel like every Japanese bike is pretty similar. You can normally get on it. Feel feel normal yeah um it took me a little while to get used to just the seat and the way that felt and how how the bike is pretty skinny i feel like um but right away i mean i was comfortable and i i, I could tell there were some characteristics i believe that come from the frame that that make it a really good motorcycle yeah i mean it's everybody seems to love it that i know that ride one and uh, you know as a team ktm has been pretty uh successful so I was really happy to see you get that deal. You know, it's it's a disappointing what happened with uh, RCH, but I think it's going to be really good for you. Yeah, especially since they let you out of your contract to yeah. get moved on. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm really, really stoked that it all worked in my favor. I, I've been working on it since pretty much March, uh, honestly. Um, I felt like, I, I mean, RCH was awesome to me, and we, we made improvements every year as a bike, as a team. Um, and, um, I just felt like I needed change. So with this opportunity coming to surface, I felt like it was something I need to make happen. And, um, I felt like obviously it was the best opportunity for me to go, go to the next level. And, and, uh, you know what I mean? I felt like I was getting stale over at RCH, nothing against them or or whatever. You know what I mean? Everything was good there. We, we put in a lot of work and a lot of time, but in reality, I felt like I needed to change no matter what, and obviously, I I made the calls and did what I need to 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 secure the ride. And um, when it when it finally happened, I was I was stoked, and I had to keep hush hush about it because it <laughs> right honestly, yeah it honestly happened a lot earlier than whenever than when or whatever everybody else knew. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, so it was hard for me. Cause I was excited and, and whatnot, but um, now that we're here, time's blown by. I mean, I was injured during that time, and then 
uh, got on the bike September 7th, I think was the first day. So, yeah, it's been about a month on the bike total and stoked working with the crew and everything, just getting dialed in and then transitioning over to working with Alden via program at the moment through emails, but um, I'm really happy with the way things are going. Yeah, that's what I was my next question was about Alden. When will you uh, transition out to his place full-time? Um, I actually go head over there after straight rhythm, so I go to Monster Club uh, this weekend, straight rhythm next weekend, and then to Florida. I'll, I'll be a Florida guy. Nice. So. Yeah. I, I've seen, I, I know, uh, I believe you're your wife and uh, Brittany Chisholm are pretty good friends. So is that is that a is she pretty happy about that move? Yeah, I mean she's supportive. But I think she's gonna come. She's not gonna be here full time. Okay. So, um, as of right now, the plan is just to to stick with getting an apartment and doing it that way. That way it's easier. Um, but um, yeah, that'd be nice that we're close to some friends down there. Right. And uh, it'd be a good. That'd be another good change. Like there's a lot of things obviously changing in my program. Uh, switching teams, switching different bikes, uh, switching trainers, moving to Florida. So there's a lot of changes, but they're all positive. So absolutely, yeah. I didn't think about so that. For me, I mean, you can't really, you can't really beat beat the whole package, to say the least. Well, that's what I was. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're changing almost everything. Yep. I mean, wow, that's a complete yep. everything, huh? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, so you know. There's a lot of expectations now. I mean, that's that's obviously probably the premier team. Really, I mean, if you think about it, in my opinion, it's with yeah. with having Dungey in the past and Marvin, and now you, um, you know, what are your actual what are your realistic goals for this season? I mean, you know, do you, what would you be happy with? Honestly, I I feel like I mean I feel like my goal looking at it now and knowing knowing my capabilities and I already feel good so I just feel like realistically I think top five every race podiums when I when I'm Heck in the yeah. right place at the right time and and keep it at that because the field's gonna be stacked I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get affect this ride and say I'm gonna go win races right right away that's that's not realistic because I haven't ever won a supercross race in the 450 class or even been close so so for me to state that I'm going to go out and win races, I feel like is putting me too far deep, and I feel like I want to keep it realistic. And I feel like top five and getting podiums, um, not just one or two. I mean, I want to make it. I want to. I want to be on the podium every weekend. That's the that's the main goal. But I think ultimately, top five every weekend, and then podiums when I can grab them, and that's that's the ultimate goal. And then at the end of the season, hopefully, be top three in the series. Yeah. yeah, that would be that's another add-on. You know what I mean? So Dude. from there, and then breaking it down from there, I think just main thing to focus on is just being smart and um, being consistent, and um, which I feel like I um that's that's my strong point. So right. with the program and with everything that's involved with it, I feel like that's just going to boost me to the next level um, with hard work and dedication in the off season and um i feel like heading into anaheim uh as good as i've felt even recently on the bike i think it's uh it's gonna be a good year so brock how, how old are you brock 
I'm 27. 27, yeah, because I was, I, I figured you'd been in the Marv and I, Marv, Marv and I and Dungey are all the same age, so I'll be 28 in November. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. But that, I mean, that that's a lot of a lot of years of being so consistent, and now getting onto a team where you're getting this whole package. I'm really curious to see what kind of changes made. It's kind of the same way it happened with Osborne, where he had so many years of racing and consistently being where he is, and then the jump he made from going to that program. I mean, it's got to like boost your confidence seeing that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just the things you get. Honestly, it comes naturally uh, when something like this comes to surface. Um, you can relate to it in anything in life, I guess. Um, but when you get something like this kind of opportunity, it elevates you naturally. It, you know what I mean? It just happens. So I'm just taking it step by step and right. letting, letting things come to me. But at the moment, honestly, everything's coming pretty easily. So that's why I'm sticking to that plan and and going to go from there. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good for you. You had some really great rides in, in 17, you know, this year. You had a couple injuries, but – there's no doubt, in my opinion, that with this program and with Alden, what he seems to be able to help with the, on the mental side too, that I think you're going to make some big strides. And as an ex-brand rep, I am stoked, man. I want to see you up there. I want to see the goggles up there. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I was talking to Rich last night, and I, I asked to make sure that I could even bring up, you know, that you did resign, correct? No, I haven't 100% yet, but um, but I still got to work out all those details. I okay. My contract with with Rich is until the end of November. Okay. So I was trying to get everything else dialed at the moment. I and got you. Focus on Monster Cup, and that's kind of what I relate to him. So okay. Well, I texted um, him last night. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I had texted him last night. And asked, is it okay if I ask about it? So I just assumed it was done. But I hope yeah, it gets sure. there. I hope. No, I've been I've been stoked with with Rich and then the service that they provided. Yeah. When, when there were some areas where I couldn't have got taken care of. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of monster cup, uh, how, how many, how much time have you been practicing on those metal starting gates? Um, it's been about two weeks now. So what do you think um, about them? Or three weeks. Um, about, yeah. So no, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's definitely going to make it an equal playing field on the on the start, I would say, because it's supercross. Um, depending on how what the dirt is, or what dirt it is, or what race it is. Right. Honestly, there's on on the West Coast when the dirt's not too good. Um, from them laying the 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 pad down, they run over that with the loaders and with the dozers all the time before yeah. you know what I mean before they actually before we actually start on it so right. it, has, it gets really hard so it makes it difficult um and there's normally um i would say five gates that are normally prime and and the ruts normally get kind of jacked up so obviously it used to be really 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 important so we'll see how it pans out uh when it comes january and obviously we're going to do it at monster Cup. so yeah um and watching mxgp and stuff like that it seems like um, starts can kind of come from, from. I feel like it maybe evens it out for even for the outside guys in certain occasions. So. so you think it's a good thing? 
I mean, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. Okay. I got you. I got. What I you're mean, saying. there's been scenarios. There's been scenarios where you're like, all right, I like the, I don't know, two inside the box to, to, to eight inside the box. Yeah. Right. But then you actually get up there and, the rut looks like somebody was out there with a backhoe being pulled. <laughs> so, um, I think with the grid behind the gate, I think it's going to help in front of the gate also. Yeah. Because you'll have the momentum whenever you go across the gate. Yeah. So, it's definitely full traction, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think Dean Wilson said that the other night, too, on the Pulp Show. He was talking about coming across. I heard an interview with him somewhere. I think it was Pulp. Anyways, he said once you get across the gate, you already have momentum, so you're not spinning on the gate itself, right. and you're not causing a big chug hole on the backside. So that, yeah. I kind of, honestly, from me, I'm like, I would think that all these local track owners would love to have that behind their gate because it would be so much less maintenance. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely think that. I mean, for, I mean, I think for, for like you said, for local track guys or guys who run races all the time, it would definitely be way less maintenance. Um, and I don't know, it just, I mean, it would definitely be easier for them. Yeah. It might cost a little bit of money, but in the long run, it's a lot of, if you count how many times you prep behind the gate. But at the, <laughs> at the upper level uh, you, that you guys are at, it really takes a lot of the talent of the start yeah. out. I, you know, between that and the traction control and the mapping. All right, Steve. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Steve Mathis. Yeah, well, you know, we listen to a lot of Steve Mathis here. so. But it, uh, it does take some of that talent out, you know, yeah. and, and I don't know that that's a good thing. Yeah, I just like, like I think I'm I'm with the whole idea that you get everybody across, it, the, line. across the line and you get everybody into that first turn and see how it turns out. All right. <laughs> well, see, like, I mean, I, I mean, I see exactly what you're saying, too, but then at the same time, uh, I just feel like maybe, um, to be honest, it it doesn't matter the condition at all. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing the same thing. It's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you yeah. perfect you you perfect the grid, just like you perfected the dirt. Then you're still the same guy. You know what true, I mean? True. True. So I mean, it's it is maybe leveling it out for for I don't know certain occasions, but I, when it comes to racing, there's a lot more to it than just do I guess it's just doing the start, you know what I mean? I mean, I can do perfect start all week, but if I go to the race on the weekend and I'm terrible, I mean, that doesn't really do me any good. Right. You just got to time it like a lessee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I, I had mentioned Rich Taylor a minute ago, and I forgot. He had sent me a text last night, and I don't know if this is an inside joke or not, but he said to tell you that his ad guy misspelled your name in a new ad, so he fired him. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know if that. Serious, you think? <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I thought maybe there was an inside joke that you maybe you knew the ad guy or something, but that's what he told me to tell you. So you have to ask him about that. Maybe it really happened. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know if that's joking or if that's serious. So. <laughs> okay. Well, when he said it to me, it was kind of late, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just ask and see, see what you think about that. See what so, he says. Yeah. 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 So he be, put a key on the front. I mean, he'll do it all day long. <laughs> I think I saw a movie. I don't remember what movie it was. It was a motocross movie that was, or it was like a bar to bar. Yeah. From 2009, and it said thanks to these riders, and it listed my name and it spelled my name with a K. Oh right, right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that. So hey, before we let you go, like I said, um, Jeff Brewer is a friend of ours. I've been wearing his braces for 10 years, and I, I really appreciate him getting in touch with you. Um, 
and you know, and, and helping you get you on here. Um, tell us what you think about those braces. How long have you been wearing them? Uh, I broke my wrist in 2016, um, right after uh, San Diego Supercross, so um, second race of the year, and it was broke pretty bad. I broke the radius, and I did a minor dislocation. Um, so um, obviously the injury was pretty serious, and it was my right wrist. Yeah. Um, and I went through all the healing, did the best I could to make it heal fast, and then um, yeah, I, I, the first thing I did was like I got to figure out what I, what I'm gonna do because obviously there's not much strength in it, and whenever I do go past the point of where it feels normal. It hurts for a while and it makes it weak. So I just got a hold of Jeff and went from there. Jeff's an awesome dude, and yes. honestly, the braces are are. I mean, they are the best Agreed. best ones you can wear. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he's been easy to work with and um, making sure everything's dialed in. I feel like just the customer's brace thing with the glove attachment and things like that make it obviously stand out. Um, and in my occasion, I had to go to the wrist race that locked going down and up for a little bit. So that was another thing that, I mean, he, he'll custom do stuff to make yep. it work for you. So for me, uh, when I started back riding, I was having issues when I let off the gas from my wrist rolling down. Oh, wow. So I let him know, and then he ended up making me a brace that locked going both directions yeah and i i as i got more mobility and more strength in it i just shaved down that insert that went in there to lock it from both directions and slowly got more movement back and it's still obviously my wrist still isn't i wouldn't say 100 percent, but i still wear the brace and yeah. i'm comfortable in it and that's that's another thing too when i put the wrist brace on it wasn't like i was like it was a huge it wasn't like the first time. I feel like the first time you wear knee braces, you're like, man, what are these things? Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. But I felt like the wrist brace was felt natural. So I yeah. think that's another thing that that's good too. It's not it's not something you're really gonna have to get used to. Right, it feels natural. Yeah, I'm a rider. I pull my sleeves up just because I don't like things around my wrist. And I've been riding with these things now for a couple of months. And from the first day, once I got them set to where I wanted to. You know, like on my wrist, I don't even notice them when I'm riding. I, and I was really surprised. I really thought I wasn't going to be able to ride with them. But like you said, you don't even notice them yep. when you're riding. So. You know, they've, they've honestly lasted a long time too. I don't know how many you've had or not, but I still wear the first one yeah. he ever made me. Dark, Dark Side's had his for yeah. 10 years? I, I, got, I shattered my wrist in 07. And I was looking through a Racer X or whatever, and I saw the ad when he used to supply them for CTI. And uh, the phone number was a 903 number, and I called, and they were right down the road. They're about an hour from us. So I drove over there. He showed me around. I bought one that day, just one of the off-the-shelf plastic ones. Yeah. I wore it for 11 years until <laughs> a few months ago. He was on our show, and he asked me to start. He knew I was doing the X brand thing, and he said, hey, can you do that for my braces? So I sell his braces at the races. It rhymes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I went in there, and he said, hey, you know, bring your brace that you've been wearing for 11 years. And I took it to him, and he couldn't believe. He said, man, I make these too good because nobody ever needs new ones. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he gave me a set of carbon fiber ones, and that's what I've been wearing. But, yeah, I, I've got 11 years out of one of the cheap, the cheaper plastic ones. Yeah. They're, they're amazing, and they're, they're, just, they're good people. Him and Gary are just good guys, and just like Rich Taylor – 
it's really amazing how good the people in our industry are. Except for that Brock. Yeah, guy. no, and I mean, it is sometimes hard to find that around our industry. So the guys you do find that are like that, you gotta, you gotta make sure if they're helping you out, you gotta make sure you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give them the time of the day. And it's honestly, for me, sometimes it's hard to, but for guys like that who take care of you and only want your best interest and you can tell, well, um, it's worth, it's worth the friendship and yeah support you know for sure like guys like us you know we're just i'm 42 years old i'm a slow amateur rider there's no reason for rich taylor to really care about what i have to say but from day one wearing his goggles he's taking care of every need i've ever had if i have a little issue he's sent he goes above and beyond And, and just the fact that when i call x brand either rich or hook answers the phone it's awesome you know if you called oakley or something like that you i they'd probably tell me that well buy another yeah. I, you know, if I broke something, we'll buy another one. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just good people. So, I, I told Rich, I'm X-Brand for life. <laughs> I'm, I'm all sport dynamics for life, and I'm fly racing for life. Those people take care of me, and they don't have to. Yeah, for sure. So, you got to hang on to those. <laughs> well, Brock, I really appreciate your time. I know you're trying to get to dinner, and uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, and, no worries. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time with you guys, too. Yeah, and we'll, um, cool, cool. we'll see you in Houston, and we'll see you in Dallas. That's right. we got two of them this year. Yep. What? What? Sounds good. Yeah, looking forward to meeting you guys. And then uh, if you guys want to catch me again, just, just hit me up and let me know. Sure we'll will. Do it. Thanks, man. Be careful, and uh, good luck. All right, sounds good, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Brock. All right, Brock Tickle. That was pretty cool, man. He's a good dude. As man, I just I love what we get to do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really do. I I I don't know that we do a great job at what we do, but it is. But we're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I don't really care if anybody listens. Total fanboys. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's. Dude, I mean, I sat down this weekend with Heath Harrison for like 30 minutes, and he just cool dude talking. Yeah. Awesome, man. Just I love. I'm so stoked. That we do what we do. That's right. Well, hey, guess what? We're going to pay some homage to the people who help us do what we do, and we'll yep. go to commercial break. We'll be right back, everybody. See you. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them 
Moto Xbod sent you. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, we are back with Texas fast boy Kyle Cunningham. Kyle, what is up, brother? Oh, not much. Just uh, watching the weather change here at home. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> now it's time to go ride when it's not 350 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy this year. It almost seemed like the summer came a little bit late, but uh, I got to spend a lot of time at home this year riding uh, – out at Taylor Painter's place in the Master Pools, and uh, it's been nice to be home. Yeah, that new tapped facility that he's running is that, is that where that is? Is that what you're talking about, or is, no? That's is that? Yeah, tapped? that's it. Yeah, that's it, Cleveland. Yeah, I've seen a lot of photos of that. That place looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good time for sure. They do a good job with the track out there, and uh, you know it's nice to see some people between him, you know, growing up with him, and then Jerry Masterpool mm-hmm. out in ice and uh you know oak hill even the wednesday i went there um the tracks around here are still good and yeah get practicing and uh you know it's good to be able to ride in the heat uh out during the summer and prepare for the races so do they have a supercross track out there yet uh not yet they uh uh i used to actually have one out there when a uh, different owner had the place right. uh, they, um but they haven't got one built yet but i uh, I think they're planning on rebuilding it and getting it all done. Yeah, I know that they're supposed to be putting one end out there at Underground as soon as Monster Cup's over because um, what's-his-name is out there. They're, they're all at Monster Cup. Most of those kids that train yeah. out there got invited to Monster Cup, so most of the kids are out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kyle, last time I talked to you was uh, Saturday morning of the Pro Challenge at Swan. Um, you had a little get-off that I didn't see. Were there any significant injuries from that? No, I'm doing all right. I was just, uh, unfortunately, a little banged up and not able to race, which was a bummer. Um, you know, I've raced uh, the Pro Challenge the last couple of years, and, man, Trey's been out there forever, and they've put me on plaques and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And, you know, it's cool to go back to the roots of where I grew up racing. Um, man, I remember countless battles with Hackley and LeMoyne and, Absolutely. You know, all the Texas guys out there on the 80s. Um, but it's always cool to be able to, you know, be back home and go race in front of the Texas crowd. Um, you know, I feel like out here, you know, you don't get the opportunity to see as much of us ride, you know, on the pro circuit that are racing Supercross and outdoor. 
you know, besides when uh, me and Matty B are home, um, and then some of the other guys that show up for the Pro Challenge yeah. half this year. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, man, I just barely, I got about six inches off the track, and front tire landed right in a rain rut. Um, what I heard. I was just, I was out there on a, a production bike. I didn't have suspension set up, and, you know, it was a mistake on my part, just a, a small error, and, when I hit the hit the rain rut, my feet came off the pegs and ended up uh, kind of jamming my wrist and slamming my side into the ground. But um, yeah, that ground's you know, hard out there. <laughs> do what? So that dirt is hard out there. Yes, it is. So <laughs> you know, I just took a few days off. I'm feeling good now, ready to get back uh, get back to riding. Um, just waiting for. Uh, subframe for the bike um having an 18 just kind of waiting on parts so okay. um you know just been training stuff like that i'm still uh still trying to figure out my next year stuff so feel like i'm at a little bit of a standstill but you know one way or another i'm i'm going racing and yeah we just figure it out over the next week or so yeah i was wondering if we would see you at johnsonville this last weekend for that pro race i wasn't sure you know how you were feeling and uh how the bike was but that was a pretty good I don't have you you've been to Johnsonville before, haven't you? No, I actually haven't been out okay. there. I've heard nothing but good things. I've heard the tracks really good and they do a great job out there and Yeah. Uh, you know, when I went to Swan, I actually I was thinking about I saw the flyer. I'm like, "Man, I'll go out and race next weekend too. I might as well." But uh you know, just with the little bit tweak subframe, like I said, the 18 parts aren't easy to come by. Right. Uh, and so I just kind of made the decision to chill and wait till I can, you know, get the bike back the right way. You know, like I said, it sounds so simple. It's just a, you know, a bent subframe, but I don't want to ride it like that. So, no, no. Um, you know, I've just been kind of taking the time since then to, to figure out my next year stuff and figure out exactly uh, what I'm going to do and what direction, uh, you know, the future holds. Right. You had some pretty decent results, you know, this last year. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you got fifth at Detroit and sixth at New Jersey and um, Supercross, and you had a ninth at Bud's Creek and outdoors. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are pretty damn good results, in my opinion. I mean, anybody can get in the top ten. It's a fast dude. Are there any? Have you? Do you have any leads on rides for eighteen? Uh, I'm I'm working on a few things. Uh, you know, nothing set in stone. Everybody's right. trying to kind of figure out uh, their programs at the moment. Um, you know, besides some of the factory efforts, but uh, you know, I'm working on it at the moment. Uh, there's a couple things that look promising um, that I think would be really good for me. Uh, you know, so I'm just kind of waiting to see how how those those play out um but like i said man I, i've been through enough over the years i mean there's a lot of good guys out there right now sure. that, that don't have rides and i feel like it's you know sometimes kind of being in the right spa right spot at the right time to you know get in that position you know like this year i you know never want to see anybody get hurt and unfortunately matt did and i ended up in a fill-in spot that was only supposed to be for six rounds and yeah no, it took me racing all year. Um, you know, the bummer for me was I, I feel like over the last three years with Jimmy's team last year, they did a great job. The year before, it's just been a lot of, uh, you know, four-week 
before the first round, I'm trying to rush to get ready because I'm sitting in limbo land in the off season. Um, and same thing this year, you know, I got thrown on a great bike, uh, the staff over there at JGR, J bone and all them, uh, they're a great group of dudes and having the relationship with Suzuki that I do has been awesome. Um, but it, you know, it was just a last minute thing. I'd like to like to have that three months to get ready, whether yeah, that's sure. on a 450 or a 250. So that's what I made sure I've done over the last, uh, I took about three weeks off and started training again and, uh, getting ready so that I'm prepared for whatever the future holds. Um, but one way or another, you know, I've been through it. I've, I, I, feel like I'm one of the few guys that's had great rides and then not had a ride at all and still been out there and put it up in the top 10 every weekend and I know I'm still capable of that so one way or another uh you know I'm going to be out there racing I'm not not ready to be done and I'm not gonna you know let whatever position I'm in dictate you know me being done with my career I'm, right. I'm still I still want to race i still love it just as much as i did you know 10 years ago when i turned professional and i mean i'd really like the opportunity to get my feet wet uh in the 450 class i love love riding the 450 and a lot of people tell me i ride it better i just i haven't had that opportunity to you know get on a good one that's dialed in every time i've raced it it's you know been a uh pretty much spur of the moment same week you know last year when i raced it at atlanta right uh, I had one day on the bike and we broke the race bike in at the race. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so my question is, so basically right now, whether you have a ride or not, you're getting ready to go race like one way or another, you're going to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's, and I mean, I do, I've been through it enough to see in the years, like you don't know what phone call uh, might come a week from now or two right. weeks from now. You know, also, like I said, I have some, a couple things, um, with a couple people that seem pretty promising. Uh, you know, it's just in our industry until it's signed on the dotted line and a done deal, Yeah. you know, it, to me, it's, it's not done, you Even know, then, so, sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah. So until that happens, I, I'm, I, I have a great feeling that I'm going to find my place, myself a good home, um. But even with that being said, you know, one way or another, if it means me showing up on a 450 for 17 rounds, doing it on my own and showing everyone what I can do, that's my plan. Awesome. Yeah, our sport's in a weird place. There are so many fast guys and so many past champions, especially in the 450 class, and so few rides that a lot of guys like yourself and Matty B, I think, is still up in the air, what he may do, and guys like Kyle Chisholm. You know, there guys that are perfectly capable of getting top 10s, top 15s even, which is still a, a great ride at that level, they just don't have rides right now. And, and, you know, you have teams like JGR folding. It's kind of scary at times. But I guess at the same time, I mean, like you said, you just, you just have to keep going forward because something's going to come up. It just always does. Yeah, I mean, you just got to grind through it. Yep. And, you know, I can go back to the years of – 2007 great ride with yot 2008 uh a supercross deal and then not much for the outdoors uh did it on my own out of the back of a pickup and finished seventh overall in the season 2009 great ride 10 i was a filling guy with valley and then i had a good few years at star with bobby reagan 11 yeah. 12 
13, and then I feel like 14, 15, I didn't have anything really. Uh, I actually had a good Supercross deal in 14 with uh, the Moto Concepts guys, and then, um, you know, it's just, it's been really up and down, and when I look at it, honestly, I, I kind of, not to toot my own horn, you know, I'm impressed by myself in a sense, because I've seen so many guys that I grew up racing with that, you know, because they don't get an opportunity, they're they're forced into a position to hang their boots up when maybe they weren't ready. And yeah, I, right now I, I'm fortunate enough that I've had some opportunities and I have some things in the works, and I know I can continue to go racing. And you know, that's that's my plan. When I when I decide to be done, like I said, I want it to to be on my terms. And you know, I have a a lot of fight left in me still, so I feel like. Uh, we'll get out there and we'll do it one way or another. If it means dad wrenching on the bike or <laughs> the help I need, uh, we'll show up. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned, uh, 2010 on the Valley team. How, what did you learn from riding, getting to ride with guys like Tedesco and a legend like O'Mara? Oh, it was, uh, that was awesome experience. I still talk to Johnny O every time I see him at the airports. We were on a lot of flights together. Oh, cool. this, um, Man, he's a great dude, and watching Ivan, I mean, I, I actually met Ivan and Gio, uh, his brother, when I was growing up riding. I was, I think, nine years old. Brad Woolsey was my riding coach. Yeah, I remember Woolsey. And we used to go ride with Ivan and Gio and Justin Smith and Travis Elliott and Brian Piccarelli, and I got to grow up being around those dudes and riding with them out at Oak Hill when Oak Hill was just a track that was open seven days a week rougher than all get out you know um but it was cool i mean in 2010 and even other years i've i've had a lot of good years where i've got to work with some talented people but you know i learned a lot from ivan and geo or ivan and johnny o that year i mean that dude used to do 30 lap motos and when my mains were 15 lappers you know i was doing 20s and when ivan's 20 lappers he was doing 25s you know that guy really put in a lot of time on the bike and you know that's uh what johnny was kind of into at that time i'm not it changed much since then but you know I've had the opportunity over the years to to work with a lot of great people from this year working with johnny louch and you know his history which yell and tons of other good riders um johnny yo uh pip that worked with grant langston when he won the title um randy lawrence you know so I've learned a lot from those guys over the years and, you know, had uh, the opportunity to be in some good company and uh, learn a lot of things. And, right. Um, it really pays off. I mean, that's – that's I honestly, this year, getting back on a good bike, I, I really felt I was back closer to where I needed to be. I think it showed in Supercross. And outdoors, man, I went in. I, I felt really strong. Riding during the weeks, I was doing two thirties a day in a warm up, and uh, I went to Glen Helen. And that first moto, I started to put a late charge on, and think I got up into about ninth, and came down the little downhill after the triple step up, and cross rutted, swapped, and I messed some ribs up, tore cartilage. Literally, that lasted for I think nine weeks, eight weeks. I just felt like I was fighting not being able to train the right way at home. And yeah. that's crazy. I think it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's the smallest things. When you're able to put the work in and push yourself day in and day out, you feel great on the weekends. And the moment something 
happens and you're riding hurt and you're sitting at home going, well, I shouldn't do the rowing machine because it's going to make my ribs worse or I right. shouldn't get on sickle because my back's messed up. It really takes away from having that mental toughness of where you need to be. And, you know, I think it came on towards the end when I got that ninth and then, you know, I had a crash at Indiana. I thought Indiana would have been really good too. I think we would have went nine ten for ninth overall again. And right. you know, that's in a strong class, the two fifty class. Yeah. You get outdoors and you look at it, and there's nineteen factory bikes on the line. Exactly. It's no joke. And same thing with the four fifty. Though, I mean, I can't say I was bummed on my year. Uh, I'd say you know the crash at Glen Helen. I'd like to take back because I really felt like it took a lot out of me but you know you live and you learn and you race and you push through it and i can guarantee you every one of those dudes on the starting line every weekend somebody's riding hurt or somebody's battling through something and you know it's just about how tough you can be and right like i said uh you know it's it was a great opportunity and huge thanks to j-bone and them for putting me on for the full year and Suzuki because you know i learned a lot and got to work with a lot of great people and definitely had a fun year yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up back there, you know. I, I don't ex I don't expect a lot out of Justin Hill this year for some reason. What? You mean like the guy who totally murdered my fantasy all year long because yeah. I kept believing in him for some reason? Right. Oh, wait, never I mind. just don't know that – I just – I don't know. Something about that deal doesn't sit right with me. And I really wish – I would have liked to have seen <laughs> you and Matty B on that team. Maybe yeah. that's just wishful thinking. But yeah, I, I could see both of you guys in the back up there. Yeah, I've, yeah. There, I'm not sure at the moment. I mean, like I said, and I mean, even for me, I think the biggest thing for me is I'd really. I'm 28 years old, and you know, I I feel like in the industry you're kind of stuck, you know, racing the class that you can make money in and have right. a job. You know, that's really where you get stuck. So. You know, I'd really, I'd like to get my feet wet in the 450, and hopefully, I have the opportunity with a couple of things that I'm working out to maybe ride 450 West, 250 East, or you know, oh, that'd if be it's cool. great, ride the 450 all year. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how it plays out. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm pumped on the couple of things I'm working on. It's just about them coming through and happening before uh, I can do anything. You know. Yeah. Well, we look so. forward to seeing you. We will definitely be at the Texas rounds, and um, I'm I'm going to try to make at least one other round. You know, we all work day jobs here, so it's not easy. But we will uh, we'll be at the Texas rounds for sure, cheering you on. Well, I appreciate it. Sounds great. Well, thanks for coming on, Kyle. Really appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and uh, you got a lot going on right now. Uh, stay safe, man. Be careful, and good luck. Yeah, will do. I appreciate the phone call, and then I still owe you a jersey, too. I got out of there quick. Yeah, no worries. I'll get <laughs> with you. Don't let me forget. I won't. I'll no, no, we've been telling him that, that you left on purpose early just because you didn't want to give him a jersey. <laughs> it's it's not for me. It's for Moto Masters next year. <laughs> well, hey, that's all right. If you can find the guy that was parked in, I think, spot 25, maybe he listens to this show. Him and his son came over on Friday, and I owed his son a jersey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ended up having to get out of there. So right. if you got somebody that writes you or can track them down, I think they were in spot 25 right by the grandstands. Oh, cool. Well, maybe we can get with Trey and maybe they can figure that out. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. That was probably a RV spot or something. Maybe they have a record of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. I'll see what I can do about that.
right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Later, Kyle. Good night, man. See ya. Kyle Cunningham, man. Uh, good dude. As I say that every time we talk to somebody because it's just... Because they're all good dudes. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you going to do if you get somebody that's not a good dude on here? Are you gonna be I'll be like, well, that was interesting, yeah. asshole. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, that was cool, man. I, you know, I really hope Kyle does well. I hope he gets a ride, as I do with a lot of these guys that don't yet. Matty right. B and I have talked a few times, and... He was working on some things, but I don't know that he can say what they are yet. Yeah, there's a couple of guys that are that way right now. Yeah, it's been coming down later and later every year, it seems like. Right. Uh, we going to take another break before we get to Locals Only? No, we're just going to nope. call Robert. Are you doing it now? I'm, okay. I'm doing it now. Are you going to play the intro? No, no. Why? I like the intro. You like the intro? I do like Mark's intro. We'll have to add it in here. Locals Only, man. Get out of here. Go back to the valley, kook. Hello. Robert Wells. Yes, sir. You are live on the pulpit. Oh, wait, no, it's the, just the Moto X pod. Sorry. <laughs> he he could to get his hopes up. Dad, go. Yeah. So, I thought uh, I was going somewhere there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so, Robert, for those that um, are listening, the few people that listen, you're uh, one of our regular listeners, and uh, we've been having the chance to, to see you at some of the local tracks like Swan and Burleson where you uh, apparently took TJ out. We're going to get into that. Like nine times. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself so the the listeners will know. Uh, I'm just a moto dork like you guys. I'm washed up, you know, raced when I was a kid and got back into it this year. Started riding a little bit and basically just indulge in all things moto about like about like y'all and just uh, try and soak it all up and have fun on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, uh, just by the way, Mark's not in. Um, he's got the squirts for meeting at Wendy's. He did not. Awesome. I, I don't know where, where he got it from, but he yeah. even admitted in the text it wasn't from Wendy's. He did admit that, but so it's, fun, it's a whole lot dick. funnier to say it was Wendy's. So, but uh, yeah, uh, he, TJ probably slid over there and replaced some uh, <laughs> In and Out with some Wendy's. No, right. I, actually, we he was gonna go to Wendy's, and that's what we talking about when, that. when we left Burleson. He's like, "Fine, if you're buying, I'll go to Wendy's." And I thought, "Yeah, let's go sit down to like a sit down restaurant." I went to that Mexican place across the the way over there and ate. Oh, that's El, Fe- uh, El Phoenix. Yeah, El Phoenix. That's Shad Garcia's favorite place. Well, we went over there. It was delicious. Never been there. Yeah. Great shout out to that place. It was amazing. Well, anyways, and then afterwards he got sick, and I'm like, I'm glad we didn't go to Wendy's because he would just blame it on yeah. Wendy's the whole time. <laughs> well, in the group text, that was what I said. When he said he was sick, I was like, oh, you must have ate at Wendy's. But anyway, Robert, so uh, you're, you're our guest for Locals Only, and you are also our winner for the PMP Sprocket. We announced that earlier. He was the winner, and I found out after, you know, all my medical bills, I'm going to have to use those sprockets to sell those to pay for. <laughs> you don't have any medical bills because the Allsport Dynamic wrist braces saved yourself. It did. It did. It, it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so man, how, how did your weekend go at Burleson, Robert? I went pretty good. I, I uh, rode a 15 KTM 125 that I had all of about three minutes on. Nice. And uh, against, you know, against popular opinion, uh, actually right before my first practice, I got on a – MXA and threw some suspension settings on there. You didn't text Keeper? Just, oh wait, you don't have his number. I don't have his number. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as famous as you. I don't. I don't. I don't have the celebs numbers. But right. uh, just threw a threw a little setting on it and went out and uh, felt pretty good and uh, pumped up really really bad the first moto. I haven't ridden a 125 in a while, but overall had a blast. Ran into TJ. TJ ran into me. Uh, wait, Watch, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I haven't heard this side. I don't know 
I've only heard that you ran into him like yeah, three times. Yeah, like he just kept crashing into me. It wasn't my fault in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, okay. No, well, no. Hold on. He no. came. So he like he passed me. Uh, uh, this was at the beginning of the day before I was exhausted, and I could keep up with him a little bit. And then he goes into a corner and messes up, and I run into the back of him. And somehow or another, I wind up with my bike straddling up on a wall with my. I mean, anybody been to Burtis and knows there's like large ledges around the edge of the yeah, track. Yeah. And I was stuck there. One that was one time I ran into him, and then he, like I told you earlier, decided that this one spot on the track that is literally one line. <laughs> there is not two lines. Is that there. before the tabletop thing? No, it's before you go to the back sweeper. It's a left hander okay. around a tree, and it just builds this one beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice berm. And why he didn't want to just follow me and then pass me later, I don't know. But I was I was getting nervous. I was worried you were going to run away on me. I had to had to make my move quick. <laughs> But, we had some pretty good battles, like, like really, truly, that made my weekend. You know, I was hoping to be battling with Mark, but he was struggling a little bit. Yeah, Mark uh, actually, uh, when we went down, Mark was in front of us, and then he went down in that same turn we went down in. That's we talked about that, yeah. And he was laying and, on the ground like a turtle. <laughs> yeah, and then like two laps later, I went down again in that turn all by myself. Jeez. So that that. That turn was uh, had everyone's number. It seemed like there was a lot more sand there this weekend. Like, than yeah, I it used. sounds like you guys were just crash fest, man. Because I didn't. I mean, I rode the roughest track I've ever rode in my entire life this weekend. But we were going fast. Oh, but we okay. were going fast. There's a difference. Well, okay. Because you rode the yeah. C. Wait, hold on. Which class did you ride? The class at my the, skill level. The C class. The, the class at my skill yeah, okay. level is at. Okay, I'm just making sure the C class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was it was kind of odd though. Uh, there was a. Number 827 on a Kawasaki. I don't know if you ever heard of that dude. Some some gomer that lives out here by me, but he he didn't have any problems going down. It was kind of weird, you know. He's you know, he actually I uh, talked to him yesterday, and he goes, I uh, figured out a five lap race for me at Burleson is like seven minutes and twelve seconds. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what mine is. Yeah, I would have liked to have gone out there with you guys, but man, I had to go help support Cole in April for that pro race. That was just pretty awesome so well my whole goal was to not let doc lap me that was my goal oh yeah and it, it did not happen it got close to the time that i went down but it didn't happen but he went down one moto and he got to the lead went down picked his bike up and he threw down a 121 lap time <laughs> so crazy a one minute lap time on an outdoor nat track on a 121 like and uh, chester said that could have been one of the fastest lap times he's ever seen like, He's ever seen somebody actually stopwatch yeah, out there. So that's funny. And he got back yeah, to the I think, lead. I think Chris might have his uh, his crash on his GoPro footage. Yeah. From uh, whatever moto that was, they they were on a different planet than us. We were back there in the back. That our, our last over thirty race was a lot of fun. I, me and you got right there together on the two strokes and ran it out, and that was that was fun. I, I love that about racing that track. It's nice and laid back, and you're just kind of there with your buddies and. Yeah, you know it was it was fun to go out and, and let the 125 sing a little bit. I, right, I think I definitely had more fun there than I would have anywhere else, just because I just I, I get a special place in my heart for Burleson. Yeah, it's always a fun time because it's old school and it's just it's probably the most laid back of any motocross. And there was track. over a hundred riders there. Oh, nice! And like I was talking to Chester afterwards, we were loaded up and eating like we were at the restaurant eating at two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, that's common out there. And they're <laughs> having a big vintage race this weekend. And that's going to be guys. big. I talked to the owner of M4. He was out there. Uh, Kyle, I believe his name is, that owns M4. 
Anyways, um, I don't know what M4 is. What is that? M4 exhaust. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They used to make dirt bike exhaust. I, I don't think they do now. But anyways, but mainly street bike stuff. He does. He's big into the vintage stuff, and um, he said next weekend is going to be like just packed out yes. there. I really want to go. I had a ton of people asked me if I was going. I was like, I don't have a vintage bike. I do. I got that 06. And what year is your? But yours oh, is pretty new, isn't it? Um. Yeah, mine is a uh, mine's a 15. Yeah, you can't race. Okay. You're 07 and older. I need to take a weekend yeah. off anyway. Yeah. Swan and Johnsonville back to back, and I got stuff around the house I need to do, and I want to be home to watch the Monster Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I've right. Done, I've done four weeks in a row right now. I'm like, I'm taking this weekend off. As bad as I want to go ride my new 350, I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the weekend off. But yeah. I tell you what's funny, Jamie, is my my big gripe about you know how I've been ranting and raving about how long these schedules are and. Yeah. And that actually bit me this weekend with as short as Burleson's schedule is. We were Moto 4 and Moto 10, <laughs> and you literally had no break. It's like right. drink a bottle of water and go back to staging. It was great. I mean, it was – so yeah. I got a little taste of my own medicine this weekend about <laughs> griping about the long long schedules. So. Well, the, well, they run five laps out there, which is more than other tracks. Yeah. And also – on that, And there's nowhere to rest. There's one – tabletop and the rest of the time you're dealing with breaking bumps or ruts right out there so um but that last moto the last lap after you after you got around me i was just standing up trying not to get lapped by my son and not make mistakes but i was spent you're right coming back i never ride two classes and doing that out there like you said you get a kind of a taste of your own medicine huh Oh, yeah, I, I definitely won't double class I, I, I had a little too much lead in my pencil i think this weekend and and guy, you know, I've been riding a high. I've been finishing pretty well, and uh, I guess I got a little too full of myself because that <laughs> that seventh out of ten and open was was pretty humbling. Like, okay, yeah, I I remembered I do suck at this, so maybe I just need to stick to to my age class and uh, you know, go back where I belong. Yeah, every once in a while you gotta have that that rude awakening. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got. How did you do this weekend, Jamie? Uh, I went one two for first overall. Yeah, won the C class. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, 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 easy on the C-Class talk, TJ, easy on that. Yeah. That's what I got running the AMA event, so. Hey, your, your phone's going Your phone's out. going crazy, bro. Okay, hold on one That's step. better. Yeah. I don't know okay. what, you, what you were doing there, but. Yeah, TJ just likes the mouth. It's... I just like giving him a hard time because even though, like, I mean, I ride the back of the pack in the B-Class, I'm not a C-Rider, so. I, I mean... could have rode the AB, and I would have gotten, like, 12th. Because everybody in the AB was now, gone. I'm against this AB stuff. Totally, 100% against this combining the AB guys. But the problem is, is nobody will move to the B class, so you wind up with two guys in the B class. And that's why they combined them. Well, and Swan ran, you know, they're over 25. They did a, a BCD, and uh, Chris ran that. And it's kind of, again, it's... I it, I hate to be the guy with a hundred complaints and no solutions because it right. seems more and more that's what I am. But it was weird, you know. It wasn't my class, but he was saying it was just crazy the spread from from D to B. You know, yeah. he, he ended up going down. He ended up landing on a guy because he didn't realize how fast he was going compared to the people he was around. I mean that that's a pretty big spread for a class on a track that fast. Yeah, you know? I agree. yeah, and well, and. The problem is, though, you go to Swan, they have 30-some-odd class, almost 40 classes to choose from. Right. And yet we still complain about them not having the right class, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's hard with the vet stuff because you don't 
I try to be careful with, with, you know, I, I would hate to just see, okay, over 40, over 30, you know, and then none of us slow guys ever have a shot at, you know, being in the top five. But then we run into having too many classes. So I don't, I don't really know what the solution is. Honestly, well, I'm, I'm, I'm all complaint, no, no solution. Yeah. But I like what April's going to do with Moto Masters next year. You know, in the last few years they've had a A B class and a C D class. This year they're separating them all. I think they're still going to run them together, but they're going to be but scored, scored separately. Yeah. And I like that. I think that's that's a better option. I think because. Like, I, I continue to run the CD class because I feel like that's where my skill level is. But I have buddies that are in the D class that this was their first year racing, and they're very, very, very slow. And they should not have to race against me. It's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, it doesn't really bother the CD guys as long as you're a C. But, yeah, right. if you're a D guy, it's like, hey, I want a shot at uh, – I, I want to be scored with my, like, riders, yes. you know? Yeah, and, and April so. listened to – April Johnson listened to those – discussions that different people have had with her and she's changing it so and she's making a true beginner class which i think is well that's not surprising important. to have april and cole and them listening to right. the riders that, that that doesn't surprise me no but the, the problem is is you know, are the other tracks going to listen are, are is trey going to change up things or is you know what i mean like there has to be something yeah, changed village and you know it, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, they have track owner meetings all the time, I guess. and They have them once a year. Okay. I, I, I knew they had them because Cole and I talked about that. This, you know, Changing the subject real quick. Did you guys see the drama on uh, Facebook? What, that um, some other track owner started? Yeah. How about yeah. you, Robert? Now, do, you, do you see the – Now, I heard about it. <laughs> I, I heard about it, but I did not see it, actually. I well, purposely stayed out yeah, of this Yeah, I'm mess. not going to – Call out the people individually, because I, I want I want our sport to grow. I think I think who, do, every, who does it rhyme with? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I think everybody involved should have just never said anything from the very well, first. Well, one post. person involved should have never said anything to begin with. That's what I said from the very yes. first post, and then nothing should have been said afterwards. But it is how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. This particular track owner called out another track owner and an announcer, and the people he called out are very good friends of mine who I. Okay, I'm friends I, I with everybody in the thing. That's what kills me. Well, I, I know exactly what we're talking about now. I okay. di I didn't see it, but okay. I, I know exactly. Yeah, that that particular individual you're speaking of was completely in the wrong. So yeah. basically, so for the people who don't know this, and I know this may get boring, but this is locals only, and this time we're talking about our local area. Yeah. We had a track owner who was upset about another track owner running a race, kind of like what he used to run and verbalized it and also on social media on social media on his pages uh, on his track social media not yes. his personal and then on and then also throwing a um, another person into it that he sh that maybe he shouldn't have but there's a lot to that whole story that I guess I know and a lot of people won't know but he should have never done that. That's not the place to do that. No. Any for any track owner anywhere, you can have your own personal thoughts, but with the way we are here in the Northeast Texas area, where there's already so much animosity and it's already such a, a hard time to get these track owners to work together, oh, that just the issue. builds a wedge even worse. We should be working together. That's the issue. 
Yeah. Well, and that's what's unfortunate is I think for the most part, you know, I, I'm I'm more central Texas than than y'all. Y'all are a couple hours east of me, but uh, our tracks around here typically uh, coordinate pretty well, seemingly from their schedule. But but y'all's tracks seem to run a lot more often than ours do. Our, you know, our tracks yeah. over here only only do like district races and stuff like that. So I could see how y'all are kind of they infringe on one another a little bit, but uh. I mean, hey, the more more tracks that are that are open more often, the the better it is for for the for people like us, you know. Right. Well, the problem with it is, is when they're all open and they're running on top of each other, then it breaks up the amount of riders that show up. Then it hurts right. their it hurts their bottom line because they're running on top of each other, and then on top of that, then they get hurt and they blame the other track for running. A, well, he ran a race when I was supposed to run a race, or right. they ran this and they did this and. It's it's not good. I, I know it sounds crazy that, but we've talked to other people, um, like um, what's his name from Florida. Um, can't remember his name now. Just want to hear the motor car. Oh, uh, Gringo. Gringo. And he said that they got a bunch of tracks there, and that they he didn't seem to notice any issues like this. Right. And so um, maybe it's just a Texas pride thing. We think ours is yeah, the best. I and, don't know. I mean it. it they, the, the track owners would have to agree to be to work together. You know, it's like if one track's having a race, at least if they're having a big race, like a pro challenge or something like that, don't schedule a race that weekend. Sure, you can be open for practice for people that don't want to go to the race. Right. But don't don't try to advertise another race on top of it. And maybe that's not always possible. You know, I mean, schedules come well, out. You know what's strange is, is they – and we spoke a little bit about this at the pro challenge about, you know, both of us having some involvement in dirt track racing, mm-hmm. those tracks work in perfect harmony. Yeah. Like, they really do. If you're driving distance, this track runs this night, we run Saturdays, y'all run Fridays, right, and, and they right. don't because they kill their car count. And it's kind of weird how that doesn't seem to translate to our sport that well. No, we seem to shoot ourselves in the foot a lot. Are the tra- In a sense, you know more of, like of this dirt track stuff. Are those track owners, are they trying to make a living off of their, off of their dirt track? like racing facility uh, it's it's about like moto they all most of them have nine to fives it's a it's a side side you. job but uh they, they make quite a bit more money than than moto track owners do i i believe i mean I'm, yeah i it feels like from being in both sports it seems like i don't think there's quite as much upkeep to to the dirt track side of it but right, i could be right. wrong and all that but they they seem to to do a little better yeah. than, than we're doing. but uh, They get a lot more spectators probably too. More and, spectators yeah. and and anybody, any, any blow joke can go get a car and get in a class and race it. And a lot of people are, you know, being a motocross racer is, a, is probably a, a lot less of us than there are people who are going to go race a, a oval oh, you, car. You can buy an economy stock car for what you would pay for motocross gear. Right. Oh, I mean, wow. it's, it's it's stupid how cheap you can get into well, yeah. that. But out here at Lone Star, where I, I was, well, we we're talking about Lone Star Speedway in Longview or the, near Longview, um, they have a four cylinder class. And the guy, there was a guy out there racing the other night when I was working for the fire department. He pulled off and he told my buddy that he literally had two hundred dollars in his car. Yeah, that's, that's, it, I mean the car building a semi decent roll cage, two hundred bucks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I know what I'm doing yeah, when I get too old to yeah, race, mo- right? race moto. 
Uh, it's not the same. It's fun, no. but it's it, it's nowhere you can't replicate it. Right. It's it's not the same. You'll yeah. you'll miss Moto. I did. Mims Mims dominated dirt track racing for a little while, and he came back. So. Yeah, I'm all uh, about the Moto. Well, Robert, we're yeah. gonna wrap this up tonight. Um, Congratulations on your win yeah. of not only the three B class riders, but the Sprockets also. Yeah, and and I'll <laughs> get you that ten dollars I owe you for taking TJ out. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, I, I was trying to get Mark to throw a stick in his in his spokes on the gate, but we couldn't hear each other over the bikes and everything, so right. I had to get handled out there on the track, you know. But, how, yeah. how'd, you, how'd you like that uh, YZ125 being, like, in the first turn, almost first every moto? Mm. Oh, man, that was – the first moto, I was, I was stressing about my starts, and first moto, I pulled a pretty good one. I'm like, okay, we're good. Other three starts were garbage. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, now I stick to the plan I had coming in, work from the back. Oh, yeah, okay, right. yeah. But well, I, I appreciate y'all having me on tonight. Thanks, thanks again for the sprockets, and yep. thanks to PMP for that. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I'll make sure that gets out to you here. I, I didn't call her today, but I'll call her tomorrow. So, All right, boys. Thanks, Robert. Take care, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all take it easy. All right. Robert Wales. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap this up, let's try calling Mark real fast. We're, we're gonna call Mark. Yeah. Oh. And then we'll call it a night because yeah. I'm hungry and I'm tired. Let me get his number up here. We'll go I don't here. think I could do a five-hour show like Mathis did. Not can, tonight, anyway. Can Did he make the five hours? I don't know. I don't, it looked like – I don't remember how long last night's show was. I didn't listen until today, but it was – It was long close. because I listened to it all day. I was driving for FedEx for Mark, actually, because yeah, he was – Yeah, because he was – yeah. So, um, anyways, and I didn't get through all the way through it. Turning it off and on throughout the day. She's just going to ring and ring. Hello. Hey, darling. Muscle Mark. What's up? How you doing on toilet paper? You got enough? Barely. Okay. Well, we're uh, we're, we're finishing up the show. We thought we'd call you real quick before we wrap it how'd up. It, how'd it go tonight, man? It was great. It's probably one of the best ones we've ever had, actually. Show 50 we, we, we went off with a bang right now, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. TJ's been, TJ's been ragging on you all night. I'm sure he has. Hey, I'm just glad that I didn't go ahead and choose Wendy's for us to go eat at because you would be blaming this on Wendy's. I absolutely would. Probably just because we ate the place next to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me you guys ate at El Phoenix, which that's uh, that's Shan Garcia's absolute favorite place to eat. Uh, it was amazing. Awesome. El, Phoenix, El Phoenix is legit, dude. I don't think it was that. I don't know what right. got in. I, don't, I mean, it could have been. I don't, I don't know, but... <laughs> uh, well yeah we just wanted to give you a call real quick brock tickle kyle cunningham tonight and then we uh we had to change speeds again on locals only and we went with robert wells because michael gage had uh some stuff with his kid that he was having to deal with so yeah robert came on last minute for us what uh what what's wrong with did cunningham tell you what he what what uh, his injury was he didn't give a specific injury. He just said he hurt his ribs a little bit. He just hurt. He he caught a rain rut when he kind of caught the edge of the track, and and then he tweaked his subframe a little bit, and he just was banged up. Nothing too serious. All right. So well, cool. You sound you sound absolutely horrible. So we're gonna <laughs> like you're just totally killing the mood of the show, and and oh. um, yeah. I wish you'd been here tonight. We have dan- naked dancing girls and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. All of you, all of you would be on the shitter right now if I'd been there. Yeah, well, you stay <laughs> there. You stay where you are. You gonna yeah, be? Yeah. You you have to go drive tomorrow, right? Or not gonna make it? No, 
there's no way. I don't think. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll be Captain Savaho again and go drive your route. Hey, I appreciate it. Believe <laughs> me, I do. I'll have to buy you a Wendy's hamburger when I get feeling better. Well, that that will make you feel better. That's right. <laughs> Uh, are you just gonna get it out of the toilet? I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, that's about the same deal. Yeah, right? exactly. That's right. That's right. All right, Mark. We just wanted to call you real quick. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Missed you in here tonight. Oh man, appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, Later. better. See ya. Well, that's a wrap for show fifty, TJ. Show fifty already. Yep. yep. That's that's just crazy, huh? Um. Yeah. It, well, I haven't been here for all fifty, but. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even remember what number show I started on, but it's been around a year, I, I believe, for you guys yeah. as a uh, whole. Yeah, getting getting to that point because I know we missed a couple episodes. We're probably right there at the year mark, but yeah, I, it doesn't seem like that that long. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year, and no. we're at show 50. Well, I'm just saying, but we missed a few weeks. So yeah, but that that still looks to be it's been about a year, right? Yes. That that, that was my point. I mean, good point. <laughs> All right, guys. So hey. Um, hope you liked the show. If you didn't, keep it to yourself. If you did, blow us up on social media. Let's yeah. get it shared. Go see our sponsors, PMP Sprockets, MX Girl Designs, Shock Socks, Broadway Power Sports, TPJ Racing, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, York Welding and Fab. Hit us up on social media. Uh, we're going to do some more giveaways soon, but we got to hear from you guys. we got that killer uh, tailgate grill to give away, so let us hear from you. Out. See ya.